Welcome to Axios Church Online. We're so excited you had joined us here on our online campus. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy this message. And Jericho had walls and they had to go around the city multiple times. And, and, and the way that God won this battle for the Israelite people wasn't a way that it was a natural thing. But in the spiritual sense, he said, walk and blow the trumpet. And we know that the walls came down. So now we're going to take from that point of Joshua's story and the Israelite people's story. And now we see that the Israelite people, the walls are coming down and they are advancing into Jericho. And if you read in the Bible, God gave them specific instructions of of what to do of when they are advancing and taking the land. So let me just be honest with you. These are times in the Bibles where you look at it and it's like, man, that's a little much. You know, like, God, why, like, why did you have to be, like, why did you have to give those type of instructions to take the land? And as you we will know in when we come to midweeks that we're talking about this week, uh, lands were expanded or taken over by force most of the time. I mean, we can talk about America. I mean, we can go stories after stories. I mean, it, the reality, those lands that we live in now, there were wars, there were battles, there were, you know, things that, that just happened for us to walk in the land. And now we see that God gave this instruction to Joshua as they're going into Jericho. And that's in chapter 6. But we're going to be going to chapter 7. But let's see the instructions that God gave Joshua in 6, verse 16 and 19. And on the seventh uh, time around, when the priests sounded the trumpets and blasts, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. We understand that before they even start one lap around the city, God said, hey, the land is yours already. So the battle was already won. Now, whatever God declared now is becoming the reality that they have to declare over their life because it doesn't matter. If God declares it and you don't declare it over your life, you're never going to walk into it because there's some things that God has spoken into you that fear is in the middle. And if you don't declare on the other side of fear, you're never going to walk into the promised land. Do you think it was fearful that the Israelite people were going to go into this land that they didn't know that these walls were going to come down? It was all the unknown. But God said, once you see this happens, I need you to declare what I called you to do. We have to walk in the promise that God's given us. So he said, um, so, so only Rahab the, the prostitute will be, uh, and all who was within his house shall be spread, uh, shall be spread. Um, spared because of, she hid the spies sent, that, that was sent. We can go to that story a little later. It, 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 it's a good story. We'll, we'll preach on that later. But, but, uh, but he kept away from the, uh, let me start. My brain is going crazy right now because I just want to preach, but I need to give you context to this thing. Verse 18, but keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring, uh, they will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, You will make a camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble to it. All the silver, all the gold, all the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into the treasury. Saying all that to say this, God said, once you advance, all the stuff that you take as possessions is not yours it belongs to the, door, the Lord, which is the devoted things. They said, go in, do what you got to do. But everything that the city of Jericho has, 
now belongs to the Lord. So move forward in doing that. And as you read to chapter 7, there's a, a, once that happens, there's a new land that God tries to give the Israelite people the next chapter. And it's the city of Ai. And, and, and you, you have to understand that this city was completely different than Jericho. Jericho was a huge city put um, with, with a lot of borders, with a lot of mountains, with a lot of, of, of things that are going to protect the city. But this next city, the next chapter, God said, not only are, am I going to give you Jericho, but I'm going to give you Ai as well. This city was so tiny. This city was so small to the fact that, that Joshua sent out some spies and said, hey, I want you to go examine the land of Ai and give me a report of what this city City is so we can have strategy of moving forward and the people came back from the, the spies came back and it was kind of a laughable thing they're like bro ai we don't need all of our army just take two thousand people and just go take that thing this is how small the city was it, it was nothing that hey listen if we can take jericho this is a cakewalk money in the bank sign seal delivered it's ready to go. We can take this down easily. You can see here in Joshua chapter, uh, chapter 7, verse 4 and 5, it says, About 3,000 went up, but they were routed by the men of Ai, who killed about 36 of them. They chased them, the Israelites, from the gates as far as the stone and struck them down on the slopes. At this, the heart of the people melted in fear and became like water. They just came out of this huge victory of Jericho. The city, the walls, the trumpets, seven days. And they looked at AI and they're like, this battle? Like, just take a couple people, throw a little rocks, and these people are going down. But we see in verse 7, they go into the city confidently, and the city, the, the army of Ai, conquers them. It said that they literally kicked their butts out of the city. And while they're going down, you know when people are like, when you're down and people just hit you more? This is what the people of Ai were doing. They're like, hey, as you're going down this slope, we're going to hurt you more. The little city that was supposed to be overtaken and won easily is now one of the worst defeats that they had. And we asked why. It was a huge upset. It was like the upset of the Cowboys against the Packers. <laughs> too soon? Too soon? Too soon? Too soon. Sorry. Sorry, Cowboy fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to do it. Go Giants. You shut. Bad season. It was amazement. It was anger. They were at loss that they lost this battle. And then they started asking, how did this happen? 
Why is this happening? We are the army of God. We just defeated a huge city of Jericho. We just did what God called us to do. We just walked when we got called us to walk. Why are we losing? If you go to verse 1, we see clearly why they were losing. Verse 1 says, but the Israelites were unfaithful in the regards of the devoted things. Achan, the son of Kamari, the son of Zumari, and all the Zizis, the tribe of Judah, took some of them. So the Lord anger burned against Israel. So we have this, this, this story of this man called Achan that just came in. And while they were taking Jericho, he started having little sticky fingers and putting, putting a little gold in his pocket. You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of hiding the little things. He took some of the possessions that were devoted to God and hid them. And as they were going into the next battle, they didn't overcome a little city because one person's greed and one person's sticky fingers. See, because one man's greed, the whole nation found defeat. Why? Why? Because this, for us to walk into the abundance and the no boundaries that God has for us, we have to let go of the hidden things that block our movement forward. Because one man's sin of taking for his possessions blocked the movement of the Israelite people from winning the battle. But it was not this 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 thing on the outward. No, it was the thing on the inward, the hidden things that stopped the movement moving forward. What are the hidden things that we are hiding that we can't even move forward in the Lord because we are hoarding our hidden things? The battle was stalled after Jericho because of the hidden. What you hide will halt and stop the progression of your victory in expanding the land. But you need to understand that it's not only sin issues. There's some hurts that you've been carrying that is hindering you moving forward. There's some abuse that, yeah, it, it hurt, but it, it, God's calling us, let's, let's move a little differently. Let's think a little differently. There's, there's some unforgiveness that you have been holding hidden that is stopping you from moving forward. There's some pressures. There's some stress. There is pain. There, there is a plan that God has for you, but it can't move forward until you get rid of the hidden. There is a plan of action that God gave Joshua to do as he was trying to navigate this situation for expanding the land. But by God's grace, even though it was hard, God gave them a plan to expose the hidden things. Are you ready? You got your still toes boots on? I guess not. All right. What are the plans that we need to do as God gave Joshua? Number one, he told Joshua to stand up. Stand up. Let's go to Joshua chapter 7, verse 10. And the Lord said to Joshua, stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. 
They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen. They have lied. They have put them in their own possession. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy what among you is devoted to destruction. Holy moly. What if God said that to you? I ain't blessing you anymore until you figure this thing out. I, you, we are not moving forward. I love you, but I'm not going to do anything until you figure out what you need to figure out. God spoke to them like that. What are you soaking in your sin that is letting you control your emotions and you're moving forward? The problem is, is we don't want to get to the root of situation. We just want the surface level. But the surface level is not going to get you moving forward. The surface level is going to mask your emotions and your little hurt. But you have to get to the roots. The root is what's going to make you move forward in life. And God was telling Joshua and the Israelite people, listen, I am not going to move forward in this unless you get to the root. Get to the root. Sometimes our victory is obtained on the other side of us getting up and moving on. God told Joshua, Joshua is crying at this moment. He's like, God, what's going on? We're losing. And God didn't say, hey, buddy, why don't you just, you know, just do something about it? No, he looked at Joshua and he said, hey, Joshua, guess what? Hey, get up. Stand up. Stop pouting. Stop living in it. Stop, stop going back to it. Stop, stop, stop um, just having those conversations. Stop, stop having those side conversations with that person. He said, stop and stand up and move forward and deal with what you are have to deal with. See, stop letting pain and guilt and shame and pain be the residence to your tomorrow. It's time to get up and figure it out. If you need counseling, get counseling. If you need a little bit of meds, get some meds. If you need a little bit of accountability, look for it. If you need to, to, to be strengthened in the Lord, guess what? Pray about it. It's so it's time for us to stop soaking you, God. God's saying, listen, I've given you the power over sin. I've given you the power to walk in authority, walk in what I give you. But it's time for you to get up, honey. It's time for you to get up, stop soaking in it, and start living in the freedom that I have for you. You've got to be real about it. Whatever is stopping you, we have to deal with the hidden things. We have to deal with it, enough soaking in it. It's time for us to live in the victory on the other side of it. But it takes us to have the courage to say, guess what? I have a problem. Again, it's not only a sin issue. Yeah, we have to talk about sin because in the church we don't talk about sin enough. But it's also other things. Maybe you have an unforgiveness of somebody that you dealt with years ago. I'm here to tell you God is saying get up. Stand up, 
make that conversation. Even if you don't think you're the, the you're in the uh, the right person, guess what? It's not. I'm not calling you to be right. I'm calling you to be accountable. There's sometimes we got to swallow our pride for us to move forward in God's grace. It's just it is what it is. God, we were talking to Elijah today, and we were kind of just you know those mom and dad conversations of like, hey, it's time to grow. It's it's grow. You know, he's about to be a middle schooler, so it's like we got to talk some things out. You know, kind of thing. And Jess brought up a verse. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I acted like a child. But when I got, when I grew up, I put away those childish things. So what I'm saying is some of the things, we have to grow out of it. We, we have to get up and do something about it. Maybe you moving forward in life is about you getting up and facing you in the mirror. It's time for us to be real about these issues, not soaking it anymore, and live on the other side of victory. I love the second one that he told um, Joshua. He said, consecrate yourself. He said in verse 13, consecrate the people. Tell the people, consecrate yourself and prepare for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, your God of Israel, says. There are devoted things among you, Israel. You cannot stand against your enemy until you remove them. What is the biblical version of uh, what the biblical meaning of consecration says this to make or declare sacred to set apart for service of God. Sometimes you have to declare before you are in it. You got to speak it into existence. That comes with faith. And here's the key thing. Knowing your identity in Christ. Identity is huge, guys. Identity is massive. If you don't know your identity in Christ, you're always going to fall for the lies of the enemy. If you do not know your authority and identity in Christ, you're always going to be like the wind, going left and right. You're never going to be solid. Because if you don't know your identity in Christ, you find your identity in other things. It's just the reality. Today I'm talking practical because we have to get ready for the battle. So as your pastor, I can't patty cake it with you anymore. It's time for us. There's a battle that the enemy is trying to come for your family. There's a battle that the enemy is trying to come for your finances. There's a battle that the enemy is trying to come for your marriage. And it's not going to take that lay me down to sleep kind of prayer. It's going to take the authority that God has given us. So I'm calling you to call some things out. He said, consecrate yourself. Declare that it's sacred. That comes with faith and identity. You have to get back to the identity of who you are and not what you're dealing with. Some of us have name tags of who, what I'm dealing with and not your true name in Christ. I am sin. I am hurt. I am depression. I am anxiety. That's your name. But I'm here to declare some things. You have to speak who you are, not what you're dealing with. And this is what God told Joshua. He said, get the people straight. Start declaring who you are, not what you're dealing with. He said, get back to the warriors who you were. You just defeated Jericho. 
Now I need you to, that same authority and confidence that you had there, I need you to put it back on yourself. I don't need you to look at your defeat. I need you to look at who I look at you as. I need you to call and declare some things over your life. I don't care what your circumstance names you. You need to declare another name, which is Jesus Christ. See, he needed Israelite people to know we are Israel. We are God's chosen people. He has gone before us. This is not, listen to this for somebody. This situation is a detour. It's not your destination. You got to declare that over your life. This is not my end. I got to work some things out. This is not, I, I declared that there's more over my life. I declared that I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not hiding anymore. I'm going to deal with the issues that God, that is in my way. Romans chapter 6 verse 14 says, For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not in the law but under grace. You got to start speaking some truth to these lies in your life. We have to be reminded that the end, that the enemy to remind yourself that the identity has God has for you for your life. Sorry. Here, let me give you a practical tool. Okay, and I want you to get your phone out. Get your phone out. This is the only time I tell you to get your phone in, in church. Okay. I want to give you a practical tool. If some of us are dealing with identity issues, okay. I want you to know what the Bible says about your identity, okay? Not by what culture says, not by what the next quote on Instagram says. I need you to know what God's identity. So I'm going to give you a moment. I'm going to step aside, and I want you to put that on the screen. Here's 30 verses. Put it on the screen. There you go. Here's 30 verses. I'm gonna, I want to just give it a little time, all right? 30 verses on what God says you are. Your identity in him. I'm just going to say a couple. You are a new person. You are free. God has offered a new life to you. You are a citizen of heaven. God is with you. You are rescued. You are heirs of Christ. You are saved. You are under, you, uh, God understands you. God treasures you. God makes you complete. You are taken care of. God has given you pure joy. God has saved you. God, is, you, I mean, the, the, God listens to you. This is who you are. So whenever the enemy, everybody got that? All right, now put your phones away. What I get, why am I giving you this? Because it is, you, you can go, that's fine. Why am I giving you this? Because I want to give you practical tools that when the enemy tries to lie to you, you can give him the truth. So whenever you feel like I'm less of, you can just go to a verse and say, hey, Jesus offered me new life. Let me go to Romans chapter 6, verse 4, huh? Right? Because you always have to combat the truth with the lie. So here, I'm giving it to you. So we should not, here at Axios Church, not know our identity in Christ. Because his word gives us our identity. Not what culture, not what society, not what the next person says. No, God has declared some things over our lives. So when the enemy comes and tries to tell us that we're defeated, we can say we are winners in Christ because he is the winner. Not us, not our abilities, but by the Lord. What if 2024... We can have an identity back to what it truly was in Christ. There's, it's so easy for us to identify with some of the things we're dealing with because they are real. I'm not one of those pastors to be like, hey, you know, just whatever, like deal with it. No, 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 I'm not saying deal with it. I'm saying deal with it in God's way. In God's way. You have to know 
who you are in Christ. Because when you know who you are in Christ, when the battle comes, you are still solid on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. Sometimes you know when your identity is a little wonky is whenever battles come and you turn to other things and not Christ. It's okay to be like, hey, I have an issue. I need to draw near to Christ. That's why fasting is so important. It denies everything about us. It puts us in a state of reliance on him. It's saying less of me and more of you, God. It's time for us to get our true identity in Christ. If you need that later on, we can give it to you later on if you didn't take a picture. But here's the third thing. This is the good part, okay? So now that he, they declared who they are and, and, and he, he said all these things, the third thing is this. He says, expose it. This is the one we hate. <laughs> the hidden things. He says, guess what? I need you to expose it. Verse, um, chapter 7, verse 20 says, Achan replied, it, it is true. I have sinned against the Lord and God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw it in the plunder and beautiful robes of Babylon, Babylonia, 200 shekels and silver and bars of gold weighted 50 shekels. I coveted them. And took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath. Not only did he steal it, he was strategic of how he hid it. He said, this thing is under my tent. <laughs> he didn't put it underneath his pillowcase. He didn't put it in a place like a little safe. My man said, I dug a hole. <laughs> And hit it so good that nobody can see it. What have we dug so good that we mask it with a smile? What have we dug hidden and hid it for years so well that we can mask it with our charisma? And God's telling you to expose it today. Because that is the thing. It might be hidden for others, but he knows where it is. And he doesn't look at you less of, but he is saying expose it because what I have for you is so much greater. The territory that I have for you is so much greater. You are on the other side to walking into the promise, but you can't walk in the promise because what you dug deep in the hidden. It's time for us to expose it. Unexposed sin is unwillingness to step into the promise. And the reality is we don't have anybody else to blame of us not moving forward in God if we're holding back to the things he already freed us from. The battle's already won on the cross, but we put God back on the cross because we're willing to hide some things. Achan had to say, I did it, and I know where it is. See, some of us have to come to the realization to say, hey, I have a problem, and this is my problem. You know why we don't like to expose it? Because we don't like the backlash of it. But reality, the reality is you're already living in the backlash of guilt and shame of it. You're already living it. When you cry yourself to sleep, you're already living it whenever you, you feel the guilt and shame of what it is. You're already living in the backlash. 
So it's time for us to live in this thing that we don't talk about a lot, and it's called the freedom of confession. It's time for us to live in the freedom and not in the darkness. John chapter 1, uh, 1, 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says, If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He didn't say if you confess your sins, you are done. <laughs> He says, if you confess your sins, you are on this aisle over here of people that are just bad people. No, no, no. He says, when you confess it, he is faithful to forgive them. Sometimes we, we are, it's, it's, so for, it's so hard for us to accept God's forgiveness because we don't know what forgiveness is. Because in our natural form, we don't forgive a lot. We hold grudges. And we put our mind as if I think like this, surely God thinks like this. No. God said he is faithful to forgive, but when we confess. When we confess. Confession is scary, but it's the freedom that you need in the confession. Exposure gives, here's the thing. Exposure gives direction towards help and freedom. Hidden gives you direction towards shame and guilt. So whatever we walk in bound, I pray today that we expose so we can live in the light of God and truly in the freedom that he's given us. But it doesn't stop by only exposing it. It goes hand in hand with this thing, the fourth one. He exposed it, but he also killed it. Exposing and killing it. Because this is where the story gets a little, a little bad. It says that Joshua took all of Achan's family, took them down to a hill and stoned them all to death. This is, I understand. Listen, I understand. Is where the Bible's like, God, because I asked God, I said, God, he exposed it. Why didn't he just give grace over it? Because Joshua knew that if it was easy enough to hurt the camp with a character issue, he don't want that to be raised up again. He needs to truly eliminate it. And paralleling that in our life, sometimes... We just hit our sin, but not kill our sin. And it keeps on coming back. But we also, we think we get rid of it, but we also, we, what we do is we put it in the back basement of our life. And then whenever we don't feel in control, we go back to it because it gives us comfort. And knowing that we're at least in control. See, Aiken, I don't think Aiken's sin was stealing, which it was bad. I think Aiken's sin was, I can hide it. I, I'm in control of this. I know where it is. I know where I put it. I know when I can get back to it. I know when, when I need it, I can go back to it. You see what I'm talking about? It, yeah, he stole it, but it was the thought of, I'm going to use this when I need it. And that's not true surrender to God. 
And what happened is he didn't move forward into the promise that God has for them. There's a difference between exposing it for help or exposing it because you got caught. Two ways that we can handle this thing. We've seen a lot of people that got caught, right? And it becomes a little ugly. But when you come with a heart of surrender and exposure saying, listen, I want to I deal with this, then help and restoration can come. Both can be restored, but one or the other is going to be a little bit more damaging. So I, I urge you today, what are some things we hold hidden that we need to expose it, but go and kill it? Some kill it out of our life. Some of you today, freedom is in the room that you're going to have to go home and uh, some things that you are, you're hiding, you need to throw it away. There are some conversations that you have to have that you need to expose it, but by killing it in your life, you have to have that conversation for true freedom to have in your life. You see what I'm talking about? It's not enough for us to also just be like, God, save me from it, but we got to do something about it. We got to make sure it doesn't come back again. We got to make sure we live on the other side of freedom of it. We got to know we got to not expose it, but kill it as well. Get it out. Get it out. You have to put parameters If you're dealing with a sin issue, don't make it so obtainable for you to have. It's time for us to kill it, suffocate it out of our lives, choke it out of our life. We got to make sure, get mad at it. I'm fired up because I am sick and tired. You better get up here, Judex, because we're about to go. We're about to have church in a minute. If I'm the only one, that is willing to fight for your life, I'll fight. Because I want you to live in the freedom that God has for you. I'm here to tell you, listen, it might hurt for a moment, but when you expose it, on the other side, guilt and shame does not have hold over your life. You can live in the freedom that God has for you. It's time for kill these things. How do you kill sin? You kill sin by more Jesus. You kill sin by more Jesus. You can't kill with sin within your power, but you can kill it with the power of Jesus because the blood has the power over sin. The sacrifice was already made, so all you got to do is expose it and kill it and walk in the freedom that God has for you. And here's the great thing. You have a community here at Axios Church that does not look at your sin to determine your future. No, we say, hey, let's deal with it. Let's walk through it. Let's disciple through it, and let's get to the other side of freedom. I don't look at you because you're dealing, look at you weird because you deal with something. Guess what? Because I'm dealing with something too. I am not holy, but through him I am. So today, what are we willing to hold and hide? Or what are we willing to expose and kill to walk in the freedom that God has for us? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For the sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The question is, do you have enough Jesus in your life? Because he's the remedy to the sin situation in our life. See, Achan lost his purpose to obtain possessions. 
but then lost his life and never walked into the promised land because he was not willing to expose it at the right time. He hid it. He hid it. What are you hiding? Again, it don't have to be this huge sin issue. It can be a little thing that's holding you back from really fighting the battles and winning. But what it takes is this. Looking ourselves in the mirror as Achan did and said, I have it, I know where it is. And saying, I have a problem and I want to deal with this problem because I'm sick of being defeated each and every day about it. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. What are you willing to hide? What are you willing to kill? Like, is it, is it worth you hiding still? Is it worth it? For Achan, in a moment, it probably was because he knows that he had the possessions. But when was exposed, is it, it, it became exposed and it exposed the wrong way. Matter of fact, I want everybody to stand up. Keep your head bowed, everybody stand up. We're going to open up the altars. And the worship team is going to come sing. And if you don't want to come down, just worship with us for a little bit. This is what I need to you examine your heart right now in the next five seconds. What is hidden that I need to expose today and I need to kill out of my life? Is it scary? Yes. Is it might be a little painful for a moment? Yes. But the freedom on the other side is so much greater. You can walk into the promise that God has for you. Stop hiding. Start exposing. Live in the freedom of confession. And live in the freedom that God has for you today. So as you are examining your heart right now, I want you to be honest with yourself and real with yourself. Have you hidden, have you hidden it too long? And I want you to take a bold step of freedom today. This is the process of exposing it. Nobody's saying to come up here and scream what you're dealing with, but by you stepping out, you're saying, God, I'm serious about this thing. I'm serious about letting go here in this place. I'm here dropping at your at your feet, at your altar. I want to walk in freedom today. As our, as our, as our prayer team gets up here, I'm going to pray a quick prayer. But if you, are, if you are ready to expose and walk in freedom, I want you to step out of your seat. God, I pray boldness. And I pray strength in the room today, Father God, that they will walk outside of their issue that they're hiding and walk into the freedom that you have for them. Isn't that an amazing message? If you'd like to help partner with us to push this mission forward here in Lakeland, Florida, you can go to axioschurch.com. And in the giving tab, you can give a one-time donation or a recurring gift. We are so thankful for all of you that have decided to join us this morning. We meet every Sunday, and we can't wait to see you next time. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, turn on your post notifications, make sure you're tuned in to everything the Axios Church has to offer.